everybody, and welcome inside the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball, and joined by my radio analyst, Miley Enger. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on in the program. All right, Miley, we come fresh off our episode last week where we met with Gianna Neatkins, the 2022 Pac-12 Freshman of the Year and member of the All-Pac-12 team as well. Great conversation with her, and I'm really excited to continue on with our discussion as we move on to another terrific freshman, made the 2022 All-Freshman team this year, Jenna Johnson. She also made the all-tournament team as well, and it was really fun watching Gianna and Jenna play together this past year. There's so many times throughout the season, they had that freshman connection kind of going, so it was good to be able to talk to both of them, get to know them a little bit, just not basketball-wise, but about some personal things as well. So let's go ahead and welcome on to today's episode the 2022 All-Freshman Team member, as well as, like Miley just mentioned, the All-Pac-12 Tournament Team member. Let's welcome the sophomore forward, Jenna Johnson. Jenna, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you. Miley and I are super excited to welcome you on to the podcast and uh, really excited to get to know you better and for Utah fans to get to know you better. So um, first and foremost, Jenna, before we kind of get into who you are as a person, I'd love to get your feeling on how you feel last season went for you in your freshman year at the University of Utah. Yeah, I mean, last year was great. Obviously, Utah coming off kind of a tough season the year before. I didn't know exactly what to expect. Um, but I was really hungry when I got on campus and wanted to turn things around, as did everyone else around me. So we were driven. We worked really hard over the summer. And then just seeing all of that really pay off during the season was awesome. Doing things last year that Utah hasn't done in a long time or even ever before. It was so cool just to be a part of. And I mean, a great freshman season. And now I feel like coming off of that, we're just all really focused on next year and getting back to where we were, but also even going further. I think we kind of realized after this last season that like we went from the bottom to the top and now that we're kind of here a little bit like having some success and feeling good and ranked high in all these preseason stuff like it's cool getting that recognition but at the same time we're definitely being reminded that like we can also go from top to bottom we're not just safe here everyone wants our position we're in right now so we're definitely refocused and putting in the work in this offseason and definitely not complacent or anything so I'm looking forward to next year as well and this first season was great. You talk about the recognition that your team got, as well as you individually. You were named to the All-Pac-12 freshman team, as well as the All-Tournament team. What do you feel like in this offseason, going into the next season, you need to do to elevate your game and take it to the next step to help Utah even take that next step going into next season? Yeah, I mean, first off, just a team getting all the recognition this year is really cool. You know, we just haven't been quite ranked as highly or whatever. I feel like we've been overlooked for a few years now a little bit. So just kind of getting, I wouldn't say on top, but getting closer to being there. It was just really fun. And then individually, I mean, obviously like my main thing was just, I loved winning those games. Like the Oregon game was super cool. Um, Winning that and just having that experience for coach Rob and Drew who hadn't beat Oregon before, like that was fun. So I feel like I'm just going to remember honestly from this season, like more of the things we accomplished as a team, but individually, I mean, it was cool. Like I worked really hard before getting here and then in the off season, um, just to have some success my freshman year. And it's cool to like see that pay off and get the opportunity to, to play and play well <laughs> at times. So it was cool. And then um, one thing is I want to improve defensively. 
I feel like defense for me just I'm always I've always been kind of average at it I guess like I'm not I'm not a bad defender but I'm not a great defender so I think just focusing on that um and just improving overall in my um defensive game and then also just offensively I feel like one of my biggest strengths is that I'm really versatile so just continuing to build on that and grow on that you know I've gotten even a lot stronger in these last few months of just training and then also just working on my three-point shot, continuing to expand my game and be able to take advantage of whatever mismatch I'm given with, you know, whatever my opponent is. Um, You just mentioned some of the highlights this past season, like beating Oregon. Do you have any other highlights from this past season that topped that or was that probably the one in the Pac-12 tournament? Yeah. um, Coach Rob asked me this the other day, like what was my favorite game? And I definitely said Oregon was my favorite game. Just, I don't know. I felt like there was so much anticipation just building up to that. Like the first game, we were so close and then we lost. And then the second game, we got down big kind of at the start and rallied back, but still lost. I just felt like each game is like, oh, we're right there. And we couldn't quite get over the hump. And then in the Pac-12 tournament, we're kind of riding on some momentum and we, you know, went to being ranked six, I think. And people didn't necessarily think we were going to be able to win, but we pulled it out and I don't know. That that whole week was just so surreal and so cool. And just kind of having that moment, it was like, wow, like we really did something crazy and something people didn't expect from us. And I know like growing up too, for me, watching Oregon's teams with like Sabrina and all of them, it was always like, oh, like, wow, like, you know, it's Oregon. Like that's really cool. And then just to beat them, obviously it's a different team, but still they kind of have that fame or whatever you want to call it around their name. So that was definitely one of my favorite moments. And then just making it to the NCAA tournament, um, more for coach Rob, honestly, just cause she hadn't been there before. And as I see like how much work she puts in, she's just a great person and a great coach. So just seeing us make it to NCAA tournament, it was fun, obviously for me and for the team, but also some part of me, I just feel like, wow, like, this is cool that we were able to give this in a way to coach Rob and let her experience that too. I'm sure a lot of people would love to know you made the transition from high school to college. So seamless. You, it, it, it felt like you were just comfortable from day one. You hit a little bit of a lull kind of in the middle of the season, but you bounced out of that beautifully when you needed to and helped the team in drastic ways. How was from your vantage point, that leap from high school to college? One thing I would say is that in high school, I was very fortunate to have played against some really good competition. Like my high school team, for example, we had five girls at one point who all went on to play division one basketball and some of the teams we played against, you know, had even more than that. So I definitely played with and against some of the best people in my state and some of the best people in the country. So I felt like that really prepared me well for college. Also some great coaches, one of my AU coaches, she now coaches at a division one school, but she taught me honestly, like most of the things I know about basketball, I feel like. So I just, I think I was confident in my game coming in, knowing that I had played at a high level and also was a pretty skilled basketball player. But then just going from the jump to college, uh, I'd say, I mean, that and also just over the over the summer, me and Gianna, we lived on campus and every single day before our workouts, we go down and like shoot for an hour together. Um, so we just like put in a lot of extra work. I feel like that helped my transition as well. And yeah. Going with that question, what do you feel like the biggest difference was between high school and college? Because I'm always interested in that. I think a lot of people do say the speed of it. But for you, what was the biggest difference? Yeah, I think the biggest difference was just it takes so much like mental focus, I guess, in a college game more so than high school. Like you really pay for every mistake you or your team makes. You know, if you turn the ball over, like the other team is going to score. So I think, yeah, you just have to be so much more focused and just on top of it. And there's no room for like, 
oh, taking a playoff or kind of getting complacent or whatever it is, just you have to be so locked in all times mentally. And I feel like that was just the biggest difference I noticed, really. Speaking from your high school days, uh, I'd love to know what's some of your favorite memories or highlights that you can remember from your time, whether in high school or in club ball. Two things, two of my favorite things kind of from my high school slash AU career. One would be, so we had, like I said, I played with like a lot of really good basketball players on my high school team. And our rival was a school called Hopkins, who I don't know if you've heard of Paige Beckers, but that's where she went. Um, And they have a lot of other girls. There's a girl going to Minnesota, Michigan, Arizona, Stanford. So they were very loaded and we had a lot of talented girls too. And every single one of our games there in our conference and whenever we played them, we'd sell out like they were literally be packed. And there was, there was one game where they were like turning people away at the door because so many people wanted to come in and watch, which was just like crazy. I'm like a 16 year old girl. And there's like people lining up outside to watch like me play basketball. Well, not me, but you know, our team. Um, <laughs> so, so that was really cool. We usually lost to be honest. Um, but one time we did beat them and that was just really fun. So I don't know, just the atmosphere there was really cool playing in front of so many fans. That's just something I'll never forget. And then the second thing I'd say just made like a big impact on me throughout my high school career is I played AU for North Tarden, who is actually the same program Drew played for. I wasn't able to play my last season because I tore my ACL, but the two before I played for a coach um, who I mentioned to Miley, she now coaches at a school um, called St. Thomas in Minnesota, who's also in the Summit League. Um, But she just made like a very big impact on my life. She taught me like like I said, kind of everything I know about basketball in a way, I feel like, and also just um, shaped me a lot as a person. Like I always remember what she told me is basketball is what you do, but not who you are. I think that helped me a lot, even in this year, you know, there's games where I played really good and there's games where I didn't play so good. And just like being reminded of that and those words that she told me, I think helped me a lot this season, just in highs and lows remaining steady. So yeah, I think that's definitely someone who in my prep career, I'm very fortunate for. Going back to when you said during your high school games, there were games that had people lining up outside the doors. Was there a game this season that had kind of a comparable number of fans? Yes, I'd say, I mean, obviously the arenas are bigger, so we get more people in college. Um, But when it comes to like noise and stuff, I'd say the two gyms that were just extremely loud like that, that kind of reminded me of that experience would be one Arizona. That was crazy. (laughs) and really fun um and then also texas when we played them like there's times i just remember i could not like hear anyone talking next to me i was like i'm sorry like if you get hit by a screen it was not my fault like i could not speak louder than everyone here um so those are really fun and definitely like seeing just the support that other teams get and also going to other like utah athletics events that you know successful teams like gymnastics or even men's basketball like they didn't have a great season but they got a lot of fans I just see that like there is support around Utah athletics and I'm really hopeful that after having a, a good season that people kind of rally around us next year and we can fill up the Huntsman more. So it'd be cool if we could get that type of atmosphere as well. Now, speaking of Utah athletics, I'm sure we'd all love to know what led to your decision to select Utah to attend college. Yes. Um, there's a few things. So um, I visited, let's say, I started, I started getting recruited going to my sophomore year of high school, and I visited first fall of my sophomore year. One of the things that kind of stuck out to me on both of my visits I did was I looked at the roster, and there's kids from all over the place, all over the country, all over the world. I was kind of like, okay, like, this could be good, or this could be really weird, and have like all people with different personalities and different languages, and I just didn't know exactly what to expect. 
but on my visit I just felt really comfortable with them and they all got along and I was like this is kind of weird like they always bond over basketball and like each other and it just seemed really genuine I guess even though they're from such different parts of the world so that really stuck out to me um and then also I mean I started like I said started getting recruited going into my sophomore year I committed midway through my junior year so I've been talking to the coaches for about a year and a half or so I felt really comfortable with them, both X's and O's wise, but also just as people, like there's easy to talk to, they had good personalities, good senses of humor. So I just felt comfortable, like going so far away from home, knowing that, you know, I felt comfortable with the people that were going to be leading me in my basketball career. Uh, and then also I'd say, I'm obviously like, I'm a six two on a good day, <laughs> kind of post kind of outside player, you know, and there's some schools that recruited me that were like, I think struggled to see how exactly I'd fit in. They're like, okay, is she a back to the basket post? Is she a, a really, really tall guard? Like we don't know exactly how to use her. And one time I just asked Coach Rob, like, hey, who can I watch on the team that's going to kind of be similar to my position? And she told me Megan Huff. So I started watching the games and obviously Megan is an incredible basketball player, so that helped. But also I just saw that she like played inside out. You know, she had a small girl on her. She'd go post her up, big girl, go shoot the three, drive past her. So I really liked just how I thought the coach job would be able to use me within her system. And that just appealed to me. So those things. On a more personal level, outside of basketball, what are the biggest differences or similarities coming from Medina, Minnesota to Salt Lake City? Hmm. This is a good question. I'd say first off, Medina, Minnesota is very flat. Like the first visit I came on here, it was so weird, like driving up a hill at an angle. So I never, I just always been on flat ground, never really seen a mountain before. So that was pretty shocking to me. And then also the biggest difference I'd say is just the weather, like in Minnesota it gets extremely cold and then also extremely hot and humid. And I always tell my teammates, this like, they always complain when it's like 20 degrees out or something. And I always got made fun of this season. Cause I'd wear like my big winter jacket and then have shorts on. And they're like, Jenna, like it's a freezing out. What are you doing? And I was like, it's kind of warm. Like I like it. But back at home, we'd have, school canceled if it got to negative 35 but then we had too many days of school canceled so we had to up it to negative 50 uh, so it's like crazy back home so winters here are very nice I've noticed um speaking of your hometown I've never been to Medina Minnesota I know we had a, a couple times we had to be corrected on how to pronounce Medina Minnesota throughout the yep. year Shout out to father, what up? Um, <laughs> but if we were to visit Medina Minnesota and you were to kind of be our tour guide, where would you guide us? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so Medina is kind of like a suburb of Minneapolis, I'd say. We're about 30 minutes outside. I don't know. It's kind of like on the edge of the country in a way, but it doesn't feel country. And I don't know. Honestly, it's kind of funny because like everyone here knows me from being from Medina, Minnesota. But if you're from Minnesota, I don't say I'm from Medina because no one knows where that is. I say I'm from Wyzetta because that's where I went to high school. But I take you to my high school. My high school's a giant. I graduated with a thousand kids in my class. So it's really, really big. <laughs> I'd like to show you around there. Also, another kind of part of my life, I guess, before this is I used to show horses, which is kind of weird. But maybe I take you out to our, um, where we like the barn that we whatever, keep them at and show you around there. Otherwise, we have Valley Fair and Mall of America, some nice amusement park attractions that we're kind of known for, I guess. Um, so that'd be kind of fun. So you familiarize us with your hometown a little bit. Now tell us about your family. Um, give us your mom and dad's names, any siblings, 
I know you have some siblings, one that may or may not look like you, but uh, tell us, tell us about your family a little bit, kind of what your parents do for a living and um, just kind of introduce us to your entire crew. Yes. Okay. So my family, my mom and dad, so my mom's name is Rachel. I mean, there's three of us. So a lot of my life, she just was like a stay at home mom and stuff, bringing us to all of our sporting events and practices. God bless her. Like that was a tough job, I'm sure. And then my dad, his name is Matt, and he is an investment manager. Uh, He went to Northwestern actually and swam there. So I definitely tried swimming when I was young, but did not like it. So here we are, I guess. Um, And I have a twin sister named Lainey, and she goes to the University of Minnesota. She played basketball for a while, but then she was more into the horses stuff. So she quit and did that. Um, And she's extremely smart. She's like majoring in computer science or something. So I'm always like, I shoot like basketballs or whatever during the summer and she's like coding so we're very different in that sense um but yeah very smart and then my younger sister her name's Samantha she's still in high school she loves animals she loves her horse loves basketball and is always trying to get out here as much as she can to watch games and whatnot so my whole family is like very supportive of me um and that's cool and my sister Lainey especially like we grew up is kind of funny we tried pretty much every single sport uh, and if one of us didn't like it immediately, the other one wouldn't like it. So like there would be one where one of us would be good at it and the other one wouldn't be. So then we'd quit. And for some reason we landed on basketball and we both enjoyed it. So that's kind of how we got started in that. But yeah, that's my family in a nutshell. It's kind of what my next question was going to be. Cause you said you tried swimming, you showed horses, what other sports did you try? And then was there another reason why you just stuck to basketball and kind of fell in love with that? I tried Again, everything, Um, horses, lacrosse. I tried soccer. I did swimming, volleyball. The list goes on and on. I feel like I kind of did my foot in every little sporting event. Um, But the reason I chose basketball, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, But I feel like one thing that kind of kept me in it, I guess, when I was really young was just I, I had a good group of people around me. Like we had our little traveling program through Wyzetta. And I just had a good like group of girls that I played with and really good coaches and stuff that got me interested in it and there are people I enjoyed being around and practicing with. So I feel like kind of without that group, I maybe wouldn't be playing basketball still. And also just fast paced and fun. Like there are some sports like volleyball, for example, where, you know, no one can hit over the net and you're all standing there kind of like goofing off. It's, I don't know, it just was competitive early on. So that was fun. And to kind of build on that a little bit, is there somebody that you can attribute to, you know, helping you along the way to be to where you are now? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I've talked about this woman a few times on this. Um, her name is Ruth, the coach for my AU. Um, and yeah, I would give a lot of credit to her and she knows that. And I tell her all the time, I'm just like, thank you for all the time you put into me in my basketball career. Cause she's made such an impact. I feel like one of the main things she kind of taught me was being an undersized post in some ways. Like she taught me how to work around the rim without being tall, like using angles to my advantage and, my footwork and everything. So that's definitely something that's benefited me a lot, a lot in my career. Um, and then, yeah, just off, off the court, she was just such a strong, confident woman, which seeing that and seeing her success as a basketball coach and as a person just inspired me and yeah, gave me confidence in life. Here's a little fun question for you that might make you think what's something that nobody really knows about you. I'd say one thing it's kind of related to basketball in a way. Um, I feel like I'm very much the team mom. In some respects, like I'm so young and Drew was maybe more a team mom last year. She was like very, very organized and 
I don't know, kept all the ducks in a row, but I definitely taken over some of those responsibilities. I feel like even this year, I, I have like a Google calendar last year for all the freshmen where I'd plug in like our daily schedules and Gianna's the exact opposite, like from me, she probably looked at it two times this last year, but I would, I'd be making sure they were like at their things on time and everything was plugged in. So yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely kind of the team mom, I'd say. Now, Jenna, I always like to, um, in years past, I've done this and I've really loved to end with this question because I feel like it's, it's so beneficial and it's something that I know can help others who want to follow kind of in your footsteps a little bit. If you were to give some advice to a young woman uh, who wants to play sports in college, what bit of advice would you give them to pursue that dream? Okay, three things. One, I'd say work hard. And I know this is like extremely just overused and stuff, but truly like, I don't know. I just feel like putting in extra work, it's going to get you so much farther than everyone else. Like doing things that other people are not comfortable doing is going to make you just excel in your basketball career. I guess just like set goals for yourself and stick to them. Like this summer, for example, Coach Rob told me and Gianna, like for three point shooting, for example, she's like, okay, like you're going to make a thousand threes a week. Like if you really want to be a better shooter, like you have to go in the gym and put in that work. Um, I think your coaches also will see that too. As you kind of um, get older and mature in your basketball career, like coaches respect hard work. Um, so I say that's a big thing. And that's something that's helped me a lot in my basketball career. I'd also say find something outside of basketball that like you're passionate about or just like, I don't know, it can be like a foundation for you in a way. Cause basketball, again, like it's a sport that's so up and down um, and changes like constantly. And you have good days and bad days, but if you find something else that you're passionate about and um, all that, like it's just going to make your career a lot, <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> like for me, for example, like I've just, my faith is very important to me. So I feel like even when I have a bad game, I'm like, okay, God still loves me. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I don't know. And just, I have a good community here too with that where people that like me for who I am and yeah, just like, it doesn't matter how good of a basketball player I am. Like I'm Jenna Johnson at the end of the day. And that's not, you know, Jenna Johnson on the announcer thing. It's just me. Um, so that's cool. And then also I'd say find people within your basketball community that like you really enjoy being with. Cause I feel like, like basketball is fun when you win. Obviously, everyone wants to win. But I think if you're going to be successful, and you're going to have a lot of fun. You want to like the people that you're around. And that's something like just being at Utah, I'm so thankful for is that, you know, we had a lot of success this year and I had fun winning. But more than anything, like what I'll remember is, you know, I really enjoyed getting up every day and going to practice and being coached by the coaches and talking with them because they're just genuinely like nice, good people. And my teammates, I just enjoyed playing with them. Like, if you're not having fun, you're not going to do something. If you're not having fun, you're not going to put, you know, hard work into it or whatever. So I don't know, just genuinely enjoying the people you're being around is going to make a big difference in your life and in sports. Jenna, thank you so very much. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate that answer as well. A lot that, you know, young people can take into that. So uh, thank you so much for spending some time and especially for that last answer, but for, you know, spending that time and coming on and helping us to get to know you, but also allowing Utah fans to get to know you as well. Yes. Thanks for having me guys. And there she is, Jenna Johnson. Terrific interview with Jenna. I love being able to get to know her better and kind of get to know where she comes from as well. I think my favorite part of that interview with Jenna is when she brought up what Coach Rob said to her about the potential she has to become a player like Megan Huff. And even you kind of saw that in the first couple games that Jenna played. When we look at Megan's stats from her first year at Utah, so this would have been 
her junior year. She played almost 26 minutes a game, shot 51% from the field, 39% from three, while averaging 14.5 points per game and pulling in almost eight rebounds. But when you look at Jenna's stats from this freshman season, they're kind of similar, averaging 12 points a game, shooting 52%, a little lower from three, just 31%, but then pulling in four rebounds and then grabbing in a couple assists as well. So when you look at Jenna's freshman year and you just compare to what Megan was able to do, it's going to be fun to see Jenna improve on her game and become maybe even better than what Megan was for the U. I've actually thought a lot about that same exact type of comparison as well. She's kind of, you know, you might say she's a little undersized, like she mentioned, for the post position, but she does have the ability to be able to step outside and knock down that three-point shot. I will say that Megan's only two years while she was here, because she was a transfer from Hawaii, that she was asked to carry a little bit more of a heavier load than I think Jenna's been asked to, just simply because Megan was kind of that integral, we need to get points, we're going to Megan Huff. Yes, she did have Dre Edwards her second year, the 2019 Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, but still, you look back to those years that Huffy was here, and she was far and away the piece for Utah to when they had to get a bucket, they went to Megan Huff. Jenna has not really been asked to fill that type of a role, which is great because what that shows is that we don't necessarily need that Megan Huff have to score right now. We're going to go to Megan every single time. It's a, we have a lot of different players that can get it done as well. If Jenna is able to kind of become the Megan Huff type player, boy, oh boy, I tell you, that's going to be such a fun, fun team to watch. If and when Jenna can become that Megan Huff type player. I think a big difference between Megan Huff and Jenna, though, is the style of play that Utah's now playing because back when Megan was here, you said that that was kind of their go to player. Anytime they needed a basket, it was Megan. We'll have Megan do this. Let's have Megan do this. But now in the system that Utah's playing, it's kind of like we have five players on the court that we can go to at all times. So, yes, Jenna's not being asked to carry that heavy of a load that Megan did, but at times and in certain games she did. Jenna had a rough patch during the conference season, but then during the UCLA game, she went 5 for 10, scoring 20 points, which led to Utah beating UCLA for the first time at Poly since November 17th of 2000. Now, Miley, you think back to the start of Jenna Johnson's career. Her first 12 games of her career averaged upwards of 14 points per game and was shooting astronomical from the floor, upwards of second in the Pac-12 conference with her high field goal percentage. Then she kind of went into a little bit of a slump where over her next roughly about seven games, it was a little bit more difficult for her to find her rhythm. But she broke out of that in that makeup game at home against USC, and then from that point on, we saw her back to her original normal self, and she became a player that she could truly rely on. I believe that as she works on what Coach Roberts told her to work on in the offseason, that next year is going to be even better for her, that she's going to come out so much more confidence. I personally think, Miley, that her going through those struggles her freshman year are only going to help her throughout the rest of her career. That's why I like when we did talk to her, she talked about that slump. She didn't say how she was performing, but she said something that helped her was finding another thing that she's very passionate about. And for her, that was her church and the religion she's a part of. So finding something outside of basketball that kind of helped her get through that. So although the seven games that she played in, she didn't shoot and she didn't perform to the best of Jenna Johnson's abilities, she overcame that slump 
through relying on her religion. So Tyson, I do completely agree with you that next season will be super fun to watch, especially when Jenna and Gianna are going to be right back on the court with one another and potentially have two more years if they decide to hopefully stay at Utah. That'll be a fun duo to kind of watch through throughout their career. So that is Jenna Johnson. Super excited to watch her, as Miley just said, um, next season. Good luck to Jenna as she goes through the off-season workouts. And, you know, she's going to have a new teammate in Alyssa Peely playing in the post with her each and every single practice. That's going to be a lot of fun for her. Somebody who has that Pac-12 experience to further help her throughout her collegiate basketball journey. I cannot wait to watch Jenna next year. She's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I personally expect to see even more than what we saw last year. No pressure, Jenna. But honestly, I just I expect nothing but hard work and effort put in on her part to become the player I know that she wants to be and I think will eventually become. So that is Jenna Johnson. Make sure to tune in next week as well as we'll bring on another player from the University of Utah. Again, another opportunity for Utah fans to get to know who Utah is going to be coming out on the floor with next year. Loving doing this and being able to further get to know these players even more than what we already do. A quick reminder, each and every single Monday, we'll try to get an episode out to you. So please make sure to tune in each and every single episode. A big thank you to sophomore forward Jenna Johnson. For Miley Enger, I am Tyson Ewing. This is the What You Need to Know podcast.